Welcome back. While there is a great amount of important information concerning Young America and its impact on the United States, this will conclude our last segment on Young America. The policies of Young America, in part, became those of modern neoconservatives. The only alternatives we get from the neocons' foreign policy is internationalism, or we go to war in the name of democracy. This may be oversimplification, but it's the general idea. Another problem of modern American history is to show how we build up our own enemies, with which we then later go to war. This has been the case since the days of Adolf Hitler and Bolshevik Russia. We will have a new book out shortly documenting this problem and how it fits into the deep state agenda. Young America was influential in promoting the works of Ralph Waldo Emerson, Henry Thoreau, Walt Whitman, Nash, Nathaniel Hawthorne, etc. in their newspapers and magazines. Those who did not fit into their agenda were ridiculed. Young America proponents advocated rewriting history. One of the key men in the Carbonara Young America was John O'Sullivan, editor of the Democratic Review just before George Sanders was editor. In 1837, he said, All history has to be rewritten. Political science and the whole scope of all moral truth has to be reconsidered and illustrated in the light of the democratic principle. All old subjects of thought and all new questions arising connected more or less directly with human existence, have to be taken up again and re-examined. By democratic principle, he was speaking to the initiate, meaning we have to bend history, political science, and moral truth to fit the illuminist goals. The last sentence, all subjects, old subjects of thought, meant all old subjects of how we think, and all new questions arising, meaning anything new, has to be re-examined. So all thought, all morality, all society must be changed. Recall in the Communist Manifesto, Marx and Engels wrote that communism was to be a social revolution. All of society must be changed or a communist future would not work. An important aspect of changing society is changing its history to fit the new perspective of the conspiracy. The same year O'Sullivan wrote his words, Ralph Waldo Emerson, in his Phi Beta Kappa Society oration at Harvard, titled The American Scholar, said, Each age, it is found, must write its own books, or rather, each generation for the next succeeding. The books of the older period will not fit this. The thought is to change history and philosophy, uh, philosophy from the old to a new, but rarely defined new. Recall also that at the beginning of this series, we quoted George Orwell, the author of 1984. The most effective way to destroy people is to, not, to deny and obliterate their own understanding of their history. This will always be the program of the Illuminists, to deny the history of the people, which we are trying to do in our small way to bring forward. That and to so alter society to make it possible for the people to enslave themselves through not only ignorance of history, but ignorance of the basic principles of liberty. For many years, it was difficult to see where young America began and communism ended since the Carbonarian communists had the same pedigree out of the Illuminati. Over time, 
The communists stayed at the street level, whereas the young America people, they evolved into a higher plane of influence. The problem exists today where the end goal is internationalism, a new world order. While the path between the communist and what became of young America is different, they both lead towards achieving the same goal. In my book, I show how young America helped split the Democrat Party in 1860, ensuring the Republican candidate a victory, and it turned out to be Lincoln, and we'll get into that, this, well, at least briefly, in a future segment. We have shown that President Pierce, in a, uh, an adherent to Young America, named other Young America adherents to important posts. Pierce was also under the influence of Young America through two men, George Sanders and Jefferson Davis. The influence of these appointments of Young America individuals included both foreign ambassadors and domestic administrative appointments such as Caleb Cushing as Attorney General. Cushing was a contributor to the Young America newspaper, the Democratic Review, which had become George Sanders' newspaper. Cushing went on to chair both Democratic conventions of 1860, both. The part that put up Stephen Douglas and the other part that put up Breckinridge. The fact that Cushing chaired both splits of the Democratic conventions is a clue to the idea that the insiders wanted to, the, to ensure the election of the Republican Party candidate, regardless of who that candidate would become. The Democratic conventions were held before the Republican convention, so they didn't know who would be the candidate. The leading candidates for the Republican nod were all radicals. We will delve into the formation of the modern Republican Party in a future segment. The communist influence in the United States came from the Illuminist influence through Krakus Buboff, Nicholas Bonneville, and such individuals as Joel Barlow, Charles Dana, Horace Greeley, and many immigrants. The idea of empire building came through the leaders of young America. This influence was part of the effect of the Illuminati through the lineage of the Carbonari. We have shown and will continue to show that the, the numbers in leadership did not involve multi-thousands. Rather, it was an inner core that regardless of the organizations they spawned, they tended to be the same people. In other words, the organizational leadership tended to be interlocking and the same people in leadership over and over again. And it remains so today. This was and is the, uh, the evidence of coordinated design. To leave Young America, we will say that the Civil War had a profound effect on the organization and Young America as a front for the conspiracy in and of itself dissolved to be replaced with other organizations and new personalities. While it existed, Young America played the role of the Carbonari in America. As the Carbonari waned in Europe, it did as well in the United States. Now that sums up Young America in this very short few vignettes. Next week, we will dive into an organization that has played a major role in American society and politics, Skull and Bones. Mm -hmm.